When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hail Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast's final podcast of the 21-22 fantasy season. My name's Josh, I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well, Josh. I guess it's not technically our final because we'll come back and talk to the listeners after game week 38 is done and dusted. Maybe we'll we'll talk about what we learned uh, over the season or, yeah, preview next season. But this is it. This is the last game week preview. Game week 38 is coming up. Uh, Josh, I suggest that we make it uh, our best game week preview of the season. Yeah, I'll accept that. I I accept your challenge. Uh, I will take the top 90th percentile, but let's let's shoot for okay. let's shoot for the top. Um, yeah. So we are. You know, it's another another weird one, right? Because we're we're midway through game yeah. week 37, and uh, yeah, and it, it you know kind of an especially interesting one because it's not like one of those double game weeks where everyone played this weekend. First of all, I, I was surprised how much the Sunday start threw me off. You wouldn't think Saturday, Sunday, they're both the weekend, but there's something about Saturday and Sunday. I was like discombobulated, you know, yeah. it, was, it was weird. <laughs> it, it rarely happens, particularly here in the States. Uh, deadlines usually come on Friday, whether it's earlier or later, and then we're yeah. up and at them on Saturday. So to just clear the lane for the FA Cup final, I guess it was it was kind of relaxing. It was a nice way to ease into sure. uh, more football for the weekend. What'd you make of that? FA Cup final it was a, another nil-nil draw yeah. between Chelsea and Liverpool. Classic. I felt like it was the classic match match we've seen before where there's just a lot of intensity early on and then it gets to the like classic cup match, I should say, where by the time you get to the 90th minute, you kind of know yeah. it's going to be pens because you're just yeah, right. Everyone's too wiped out to score. It was genuinely a horror show for Liverpool fans, though, like all of their great yeah. players from yeah. Fabinho and Van Dyke to now Salah going down with injury. And hopefully none of yeah. them are so bad that it impacts the Champions League final. But um the Sala injury very selfishly made <laughs> FPL decisions really easy heading into yeah. game week 32nd, uh, 37. I'd been without Sun for weeks. It's just been killing me, killing me, killing me. Mm-hmm. And such is the the poetry of FPL, Josh, where I finally get Sun in, as mm-hmm. a lot of managers do, and he uh, dutifully blanks thanks to Nick Pope. Oh, it was inevitable. And KDB, uh, you know, for Man City, he had scored – like roughly like 190 points uh, the last uh, Give or take, yeah. a handful of weeks. And of course he blanks as well. And that's just, that's just the nature of, of fantasy. That's just, of course that was going to happen. And uh, you know, I mean, son in particular had some great chances. It, it was, this is like also a thing that happens a lot in fantasy where the goalkeeper saves his best saves for one particular sure. player. And it felt like Pope was like, especially up for denying Son the golden boot this year. I felt like it was important to him that that, that happened. Uh, I do feel sorry for Norwich next know. week, though, Josh. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, I think that's something that we're going to pause it's for true. a moment uh, to talk about that Spurs Norwich fixture because it's it could be raining goals for Spurs there. 
It really could. Although, I, you know, I guess they acquitted themselves reasonably. Well, they acquitted themselves better than Watford did today. I'll say that much. Watford oh, scored man. first. I was like, okay, like maybe this is, they're going to like show up for the, the home supporters, you know, one last match. Right. I, I really, the Lester, I struggled to get right the last couple of weeks. I obviously, it wasn't like I was, you know, um, unfamiliar with, with what, with what Rogers was doing, you know, trying to rotate the squad and, and maximize the um, Europa conference league. But you know, I guess I just couldn't adjust to what like the optimal 11 was anymore. And so I ended up, yeah. you know, I took out Harvey Barnes a couple of weeks ago because I was so, uh, I just didn't know what I was getting with him, you know? And of course now that they're kind of back in full speed, he, he, he's been terrific. You know, Vardy has like somehow changed, uh, you know, I, I don't remember Vardy and, and Barnes being this incredible one, two combination before, <laughs> but he was, he was great. And then you know, Madison had like a little bit of an injury. I know he scored in the second yeah. match of 36, but I was like, I just didn't have a read on them. And of course, then Schmeichel doesn't start. It's just like, what, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with, with Lester. And so I just kind of stayed away with my transfers. Yeah. I went with Zaha and of course, you know, Zaha blanks and Madison gets, uh, a ton of points, whatever he ended up with. And, uh, that's just, that's just the nature of, of these doubles. And so we'll see, we'll see, you know, but they are doubles, right? So let's see, maybe, maybe Madison doesn't start the next match and Zaha gets, uh, you know, uh, a hat trick. Let's yeah. you know, dream. Brandon. In lieu of Vardy, both of us decided to go all in on Richarlison game week 37. And, uh, just looking at Sunday morning, both of us kind of had a pretty blah start <laughs> to the game week. Um, yeah. you had a few players who just didn't even, Get on the pitch. Kuliszewski and Veghorst both uh, on yeah. the bench. So, well, yeah, it was first. I mean, the cool. Thankfully, I, I was asleep until about twenty minutes into that match because it started at seven a.m. East Coast time. But the Kul- the Kuliszewski thing was was interesting because you know there was a rumor that he was sick, um, and you know, so I thought about just dropping him. And I was like, well, they have this Norwich match, and also like these rumors have not always been true, right? And so I was like, well, yeah. either he, you know, he's okay and he starts, or he's sick and he won't play. You know, and of course, because usually if like a player's sick, it's like they're not, they're not, they're not going to keep him on the bench, you right. know, um, to, you know, to bring him on, you know, for 12 minutes. Unless it's like, I don't even know, like food po- I don't know, you know, who knows, who knows what the issue was, but, or if he, if he even was sick, but he was homesick. Yeah, he was homesick for, for his beloved Poland. And, you know, but it was just, a, it was a strange, um, is he Polish? I think so, right? Kuliszewski is a Polish name. Uh, now I'm like uh, <laughs> doubting myself. He's Swedish. Okay, okay. I should uh, apologies. Kuliszewski does sound Polish, right? We'll have, does, we're going to have to dig does, into yeah. the uh, into his uh, his family lineage uh, later on. <laughs> if, I mean, it's a separate podcast. But anyway, uh, you you put me down this road with your homesick comment. Uh, but so, <laughs> My but fault. you know, but it was the nightmare scenario, which is that he didn't start, and then he came on in the 70th minute, and he got a yellow card. And so, just like what? Like, you know, it's a total waste. And so he's, he's sort of done, but you know, I, I suppose I dodged a bullet because I really seriously thought about captaining son this week and, yeah. um, I didn't do that. And I, and I, like you, I captain Richarlison and that really saved the day for me. I mean, I'm still yeah. on a red arrow, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, I think I went from, it's like at 37 and now I'm at 44 K, you know, and so fine. Like, it's just not, yeah. you know, and there was so many matches left to go keep our emotions in check. So to speak. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling grateful coming out of Sunday too, because I had the armband on Harry Kane all weekend. And I I felt like I kind of my, got my head in the right place the night before where you sort of understand, well, the, the Burnley fixture for Spurs is exactly the type of fixture that will stymie them at least like, um, tamp down their, their goal tally. 
And, uh, you know, coupled, couple that with them being the first kickoff of the game week, I just felt like I, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, a, it felt very un MFA, right. Or a double game. <laughs> we kept in the a single game. We played in the first kickoff. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and I, and I was scared off by Ollie Watkins being flagged and the, the thought that he hadn't trained, uh, with the first team all week turned out he was fit. But the fact that it brought, um, I brought in Richarlison to replace him, it was a captainable player where I wasn't going to mm-hmm. captain Ollie Watkins. So I've got no sour grapes there and I'm feeling great about it. And, um, just a really bizarre performance in front of their home fans for Everton with two red cards. They still almost yeah. pull out to uh, pull out that win against Brentford. Yeah, right. um, get a point but, at least. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as fantasy goes, it's, it's all good news from Everton's point of view. Cause Richarlison really was that pick. Okay. Yeah. You know, in Brentford, a little bit like West Ham down the stretch, the, t- the, fa- the team that no one, really thought too much about fantasy wise because they didn't really have any doubles and mm-hmm. they have turned into this. They just low key been terrific. Uh, the last, yeah. I, I don't even really know. It feels like just the entire second half of the season. I mean, they're up to, um, they're up to 11th overall, right? So they still, they still could actually finish top half of the table and, um, they have three wins and a draw in their last five, right? So 10, if you get 10 out of 15, that's like, you keep that up and that's like, Europa League spot level performance from them. So, uh, you know, and I, I really hope that Erickson stays next season. I'm not sure if he's, you know, what the, what the, the story is there, but it'd be awesome if he stuck around for another year. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like the, the, his ambition at this point must just be to, you know, be fit for Denmark for the world cup in the, in the winter. So him staying at Brentford makes sense to me because he'll get minutes. He'll be fit. He'll have confidence because that team um, is kind of like being the midfield is sort of shaping around him and how he wants to orchestrate things. So, yeah, yeah I, I think there's there's every chance that he stays. I, I hope so. Well, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll save that for our Brentford game week. Uh, FPL 2022-2023 season preview, Brandon. Right. We'll have more to more to come there. I, I, you know, I'm really interested in a lot of player prices going to next season. I'm curious what I have in Tony's prices. I'm real, Jared Bowen. What do you think Jared Bowen comes in at next season? Well, so um, shout out to Paul Parsons, who I, I met up with our Aussie supporter who was in NYC this week uh, doing some business. We took in some football and – Paul put out there nine million for Jared Bowen at the start of next that season. I right. would, uh, you know, I I think that would be justified. I would predict eight to eight point five for Bowen, as good as he's been. Yeah, I think I think nine nine feels right to me too. And nine, I I've always thought that nine was one of the trickiest of all the price points, especially for a mm-hmm. midfielder. You could maybe put him in that forward category, but that's like true of all of those all those advanced wing players, right? I mean, you could just, yeah. you could just call Salah forward. And the way we, the way we set up our fantasy teams, we literally put three players in the front line. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like the front of our lineup, just the way that, that Klopp and, and others do with their team. So it wouldn't be insane to, to put them yeah. there. But anyway, that's, that's, that's a different conversation. We shouldn't go down that road um, or we'll just, this will be another, another two hour pod. Well, but yeah. Yeah. Just going back to Bowen real quick. That was the, probably the sourest note of game week 37 for me so far is uh, how Bowen just, rips Zinchenko and uh, Fernandinho to shreds uh, yeah. for his goals. And the the defensive injuries just uh, have really uh, made my Man City defensive double up with Cancelo and Ederson look quite um, like yeah. a bad choice. 
guess. Yeah, and you know, I really wonder. I mean, you know, not that Laporte had a particularly good game. Like, he kind of advanced a lot. I felt like Laporte had like a lot of goal scoring chances in this one. Like he had like he pulled he pulled a John Stones a little bit today. But uh, yeah, I felt like um, yeah, I I wonder if he hadn't played, I really wonder if they would have even won that match. I mean, you know, it was a really. Yeah. I, I mean, of course they drew. They didn't. They didn't win. But it felt. It kind of felt like a win, right? right. Because a point was so was so crucial. And so now we yeah kind of keeps know them in the, the driver's stakes. seat, right? Exactly. So that's that's really the theme of this week's pod, Brandon. What you know? What are the stakes, right? We have uh, yeah. it's game week thirty eight. It's final game week of the season. It's you can really accrue some incredible points in in game week thirty eight. I have s- several times uh, in my in my time in fantasy had incredible. Uh, in fact, I, the most memorable time I won our mini league was uh, I was competing with. Um, uh, our friend Ben uh, and I was I was down maybe 15 points going into game week 38 and I think I captained uh, Olivier Giroux and like Giroux had a, a hat trick in game week 38 or something. It was just like you know, sounds so unlikely. It does, right? Maybe it was just a brace, <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I, I, I captained somebody who did really well, and it's a great game week for taking some flyers. You know, and there's 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 the kind of the emotional question, which I think sometimes gets a little overstated over the course of a season, but I think in game week 38, it really can be true. Like what, you know, like last season with Sergio Aguero, right? Scoring, I think it was yeah. a brace in the second half of, of um, his final match at, at you know, at, at Ben City. And so it's like, you know, that, that's really the theme of this pot is, you know, what is everyone playing for going into yeah. this final fixture? It's really important. I mean, you know, someone like Nick Pope, like Burnley are playing to stay up. We, we know that kind of no matter what happens in their second match and, and 37. And so, that makes him really valuable. And that's a, that's a small example, of course, but like, you know, someone like son, you really, really seriously have to consider captain him. I, I, I suspect him to be the most captain player in gimmick 38 because yeah. they're playing a, a team that's already been relegated and he has the goal of getting the golden boot, right. Which is just, you know, he's never won it. And, yeah. um, and it just in general, uh, you know, like the, these kind of wide players well, I, I mean, I, of course, Salah has won it many times, but you know, in general, it's just it's it's not Son is not necessarily the player you would expect to win the Golden Boot, and so I think it's probably got to be a little extra. Son is going to be extra strong for him going into the final match. Oh yeah, and the results from Sunday today that we're recording: the Leeds draw, the City draw, suddenly relegation, and and the league title look uh, pretty pretty interesting. So I'm looking forward to this discussion. Yep. Anything else we want to say about our teams in game week 37? Talk nah. through like the the moves that you made or, or where we are. I, I just, think we're kind of good there. Yeah, we both brought in Richarlison and captained him, and I think everything else is going to sound stale, right? Because there's all these other matches to go, and so let's let's keep our let's keep our our eyes kind of firmly pointed on game week 38 and, and get right into that. Um, so that you okay. know, kind of no matter what day you're listening to the pod this week, um, you know it'll still be. Relevant for you. So let's, yeah, uh, just, you know, quick shout out. Uh, thank you to everyone uh, who's been a Patreon supporter throughout this entire season. I, I know it has not always been, um, as, as our Patreon supporters have told us, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, a lot of them have gotten very frustrated. And especially even the last couple of weeks, I mean, you know, KDB ex- absolutely exploding was a neutron bomb that went off in, in many, many, yeah. many leagues, right? Upended uh, yeah. long established tables, right? I mean, this happened in, in, in our, you know, the, this like personal mini league that you and I have been in for more than a decade. And, you know, I moved, like, I was suddenly, it was like an eighth place. Like there are people who I like forgot were even in our mini league who jumped above me, right? You know, mm-hmm. because they just, they had triple captain KDB and it was just like this, you know, crazy, you know, I, I can't remember ever having that big of a swing in the, you know, with, with, with two game weeks to go it really was, you know, and so I'm sure, you know, and, and congratulations to them, you know, going for KDB was a bold pick and, and really, yeah. um, but, but it wasn't insane. 
right? It was just, it just tickled some, it took a little <laughs> bit of, um, you know, like, you, you, you know, you just, just took a little, I don't want to say, I don't know if courage is some of the word I want to use around fantasy, but it took a little yeah. bravery, right? To like, mm-hmm. to go in there and be like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And, you know, I, I'm I captain him. And I know everyone else is going to be on Mo Salah. Let's just go for it. And so, you know, congrats yeah. to them, but it really did change things. So, of course, we don't want to do such a big push for Patreon, given that the season's coming to an end. But all our existing patrons, we're going to be turning off the the monthly fees uh, starting in June. But we're going to be back sometime in July uh, to preview the next season with lots of great bonus content for our supporters. If you want to check out what that in- involves, head to patreon.com slash always cheating of course we're previewing game week 38 and we'll be back uh in on thursday night for our supporters with uh, a, a game week preview even closer to the deadline josh let's take a quick break come back and we're going to go fixture by fixture through game week 38 talk about uh what we expect from those matches who's got stuff to play for and maybe we'll find some punts to take in fpl Hey listeners, Brandon here. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. During the last two years, my work schedule, my life schedule, my diet, basically everything has been thrown into chaos. I'm sure some of you can relate. A few weeks ago, Athletic Greens sent me this amazing starter pack and I've been using their product AG1 each morning and I love it. I started taking AG1 in the mornings because I don't really have a real breakfast routine and now I have a quick and easy habit that I'm building to start my mornings. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1 and it really does taste good. It has this sort of tropical flavor. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And I started commuting to the office again, so I've actually been putting my AG1 scoop with about 12 ounces of water into this bottle that comes with their kit And it's easy to grab, shake, and run out the front door, and I'm on my way to have a great day. A subscription to AG1 costs less than $3 a day, way cheaper than my cold brew habit. And for every purchase, this is great. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S., Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com cheating. This is a deal special for always cheating listeners. Again, that site is athleticgreens.com slash cheating to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, so Game Week 38, Brandon, another Sunday, the second Sunday in a row, but at least this one is a more traditional Sunday. This this, this last Sunday really threw me uh, off, and so yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, we're going to the Black Horse, so if you're in the United States, you know, if you're in the U.S., if you're in New York, um, or you're visiting New York or whatever, uh, Sunday morning we'll be at our favorite Brooklyn bar watching mm-hmm. the games. Feel free to come by and say hello. Uh, I will uh, be unpleasant to talk to, as I always am at Game Week 38, because I get yeah. totally wired and my head's off the bus. And I think this one's going to be even crazier because you have, as, as you mentioned a minute ago, um, the, you know, a title race. I, I mean, as long as Liverpool beat Southampton, uh, we have a proper title race on, yeah. on Sunday. And the relegation battle is almost certainly going to be undecided. I mean, that point that Leeds scored late in that match was yeah. epic, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it really does just change the story so much as they, do, they go one above Burnley. And yeah. now Burnley have to actually win one of these final two matches. So it's... Yeah. You know, pretty big stakes. It, it, it really is. Uh, and Norwich, I think what's at stake for Norwich is they actually have the possibility to go up against Spurs and move into 19th place and make Watford officially the worst team in the division for this season. So it's all to play yeah. for, even at the very <laughs> yeah, bottom exactly. of the league table. So let's go. Let's go fixture by fixture. Of course, we have to note that there are a couple of teams that haven't even played yet this week. Uh, but you know, assuming nothing catastrophic. I mean, obviously we had Salah get injured already. Let's, assuming that Sadio Mane, Luis Diaz, and mm-hmm. Diego Jota don't all get injured on Tuesday, then we kind yeah. of have a sense of the, the, all the stakes across the board. But uh, I'll just note tomorrow Newcastle play Arsenal. Tuesday Southampton host. Uh, Liverpool, and then uh, we have the double game week teams uh, on Thursday. Although actually, Chelsea haven't played yet this week. Kind of strange to have the double game weeks in the one team that's never that hasn't right. played yet. So uh, Everton, Palace, Villa, Burnley, Chelsea, Leicester. Just noting that we have um, you know five matches still to go this game week. But let's let's talk about Sunday. So we're going to kick things off. We're going to talk about all ten matches. The thing we want to do with these matches, we're going to do three things. One, mm-hmm. what are the stakes? Table placement, Golden Boot, literally nothing. If that's the case, good to know. Good to know. You know, don't 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 bring in players that have nothing to play for. That's just a good 
sensible piece of advice for giving me 38. <laughs> right. Probably true in general, honestly. Um, who are the top FPL targets in the match, right? So players you might want to consider uh, bringing in or captaining. And then we're, for each match, we're going to pick one player that is a full-on punt in that match, okay? Sure. Just a full-on, like, go-for-it punt. Uh, and so let's kick things off with Arsenal hosting Everton. Well, I mean, we know what the stakes are for Arsenal, right? It's a uh, Champions League spot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's too bad we're recording this, you know, the, the, the Newcastle match isn't until tomorrow night because I'm not convinced they're going to win that one. I think that's <laughs> going to be a pretty, pretty tough match for them. So uh, either way, they're going to be playing for the Champions League. I, I think we assume they beat Newcastle, but uh, yeah, agreed. It doesn't really change the shape of this conversation. You've got two teams who will want to get all three points everton uh you know safety will probably not be guaranteed for them uh it's it's just gonna be um uh, basically so yeah yeah right uh my prediction for this match is yeah it's probably gonna be a tetchy affair uh it's probably gonna be tight not high scoring i mean arsenal haven't really had many matches where they've scored more than two goals. So this just doesn't feel like a match worthy of a a punt captaincy on somebody like Enketia or Saka nor Richarlison on, on the other end. It just feels like a quintessential two, one to the better team, sort of a, a match and a, a, an easy hold for existing fantasy assets. I wouldn't, I don't feel like, I, yeah. I need to dump Richarlison ahead of this match, nor do I feel like I need to dump Saka. Did you hold on to Saka through all, through through the um, all of the transfer turmoil heading into thirty seven? Yeah, I, I I did. I was planning to take him out before all the Salah stuff happened, and then I sort of just defaulted to to keeping him. Um, didn't really make sense right. to to take another minus four to drop him. But yeah, I mean, I think that you know in both cases. I mean, I think Arsenal are are almost certainly going to need to win. Um, Right. Because if they if they beat Newcastle, whether they win or lose against Newcastle, they're not going to be in a position where a draw will be enough uh, mm-hmm. for them for them to go through. So they really do, you know, because they're, they're they're behind a goal difference with uh, with Spurs. So it's it's you know, it's really interesting spot for them. And I think with Everton, you know, it could be a spot where they might just want to draw. I mean, you were talking about the stakes for them. They are uh, they're one point above Leeds. They play uh, Palace on uh, on Thursday. But. I mean, I have to think that Palliser would have to be favored, right? I don't know what yeah. the you know what the bookies are saying about that match, but I would I would be putting my money on on Palace. Um, I mean, just like that two the two red cards. It's just like their focus does not feel like it's like it's where it needs to be. I mean, Everton Sports, I'm sure as as they would, I'm sure yeah. agree, right? I mean, it's a right. very frustrating match today. So you know, I think for them, they're they're a point above Leeds and they're two above Burnley, right? So. Mm-hmm. It really is going to be tight. I mean, you know, and if Burnley get even a point out of that Villa match on Thursday, then mm-hmm. it is real, real crazy. I mean, three, yeah. it's basically three teams uh, where just the wh- whichever team wins is going to be the yeah. one that that stays up. So, you know, huge stakes for for them. But it could be that they just need one point too, depending on what happens yeah. um, at midweek. Uh, in which case, it really could be a touchy one-one. So, I might just say like. Uh, wait until after Thursday to make any decisions. But I, I agree with you. I, I don't. It doesn't feel like a match that Arsenal's just going to like crush Everton. Mm-hmm. Just, that's not really how they yeah. play anyway. Yeah, not a high upside fantasy fixture. So who's the punt here? Um, yeah, I, I feel like Arsenal are pretty well covered territory. Uh, their defense hasn't been super stout through their injuries, and uh, yeah, apart I got from one for you. And, okay, go on. What, what about Dominic Calvert Lewin? 
comes yeah. back, scores a goal. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a terrific player, has had an absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, maddening season, uh, mostly, mm-hmm. you know, because of injuries and maybe the coaching situation at the start of the season. So, I mean, this is a guy, remember, he scored in the first three matches of this season, yeah. you know, right. it's like, it feels like such a long time ago now. Uh, and in fact, he has not scored. This is the first goal he had scored since game week three. So he had not scored a single goal <laughs> since since game week three. Um, so I think that he is, I mean, he's not a player that I'm like itching to bring in, but 2.8% uh, total team ownership, 7.7 million. So very easy for anybody to bring in. Uh, and there's a very good chance that Everton need to win that match, right? They'll always have to play to win that match to, to stay up. So I think that he's kind of a fun punt uh, for that one. It's really wild that he plays all 90 minutes against Brentford after barely playing any minutes all season. So I, I, I guess he is fully fit. Yeah, well, after the red card, it's like maybe save him for the uh, the match where you're not down a man. But hey, Frank Lampard had that match totally under control. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess they were up at halftime. And they, had, they, like, they looked yeah, okay yeah. until until uh, Wissa came came and and, mm-hmm. and swept, swept it away, and then Rico Henry. I assumed the first time I saw that the the pen and Richarlison that he had just like completely sold it in that kind of Richarlisony way. But then I watched it, I was like clean pen like very much so yeah like you know it was like very legit yeah so all right well let's move on to the next match brentford we've already sung the praises of uh hosting leads leads are certainly going to need to to play for the win here i think this could end up being one of the most entertaining matches of of game week 38 i mean brentford are just going to be playing to screw leads over basically right there's not going to yeah. be any any stakes for them. i guess they are playing for the top half of the table which is not nothing but compared to relegation it's certainly not yeah. you know the same the same level so do you think that that late leads goal changes anything it it changes something if burnley can't get a result midweek if burnley is still in 18th place going into the weekend then I think it does change the mentality of Leeds going into 38, but the atmosphere in this match is going to totally favor Brentford because it's going to be a party for their fans, uh, their first season in the yep. Premier League, and uh, they've they've acquitted themselves very well, and they've got a great team mm-hmm. that's that's really set up for next season. So the the upside yep. fantasy wise is all on Brentford. I think they'll certainly put one or two goals at least past. Leads who are going to have to go for uh, scoring goals. So Ivan Tony, Christian Eriksen, Wissa, who's now scored uh, uh, goals in back-to-back matches. Uh, who, could I? How? What's going to take for me to convince you to go on Wissa? Yeah, he had a brace and he finished below uh, below Richarlison and Calvert Lewin in the bonus points today. I was a little. <laughs> A little surprised by that. Did he miss that many chances? Like I don't know. There's, it was, you know, I, I was a little surprised by that when when that I, I saw the the the, the BPS a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess um, Col- Seamus Coleman ends up taking one of the goals off Wissa as an own goal, so that probably impacted the oh, that's the, right. outline, the bonus points. That's right. I forgot about that. That's yeah. that's right. Of course, of course, it, it, it was converted to a, a Coleman. But goal. give it to me straight. Uh, that okay, that probably did make the difference. I think we're zeroing in on Brentford here. Are you going to have a Brentford player for game week 38? I don't even know if he's an FPL target or the the punt, you know, for, for this week. But I, I've been saying this for several weeks now. I think that Ivan Tony is a absolutely terrific game week 38 option and a yeah. low key captaincy pick too. I just think, again, this is a match where Leeds are probably gonna have to play for the win instead of playing for a point, uh, yeah. which should lead to a fairly open match or should open up some opportunities for a, uh, smart well-coached team like Brentford like it just feels like this is a match where Brentford are going to get some goals I mean Leeds maybe Leeds do win it just because um they're playing you know 
for so much more. Uh, but I think that you could look at, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess how, let's make, let's make Tony the like straightforward FPL asset and Wissa yeah. the fun punt for 38. Sure. And then there's Christian Erickson. I think if you're a sentimental Spurs fan and you want him back, I feel like he would be a great fun farewell to the season pick for 38 too. Brings us to Brighton West Ham. What are the stakes here? Well, uh, not a lot. I mean, I guess, I guess if West Ham win and Manchester United, well, actually if West Ham win and Manchester United don't win, then yeah. they will they will leap over them for for the Europa League because they're ahead yep. of them on goals unless unless Manchester United score ten goals uh, <laughs> on Sunday, which is very unlikely. <laughs> yeah, and I I think there's there's certainly value in that for West Ham and and the way Declan Rice was going on and on about uh, the Europa League semifinal that uh, that's a competition he desperately wants to win. So uh, I I think those are the stakes. It's all for West Ham. Yeah. And I think Brighton, it's sort of, I feel like Brighton had their moment, right? They hosted Manchester United and they crushed them. Right. Mm -hmm. And after that, it's like, let's just get the season over. (laughs) Like, let's just, let's just like hold that into our memory and just like, you know, just get to the next two weeks. So, you know, as far as fantasy assets go for, for Brighton, they're they're a complete stay away, totally irrelevant for, for 38. Uh, But I think that uh, West Ham, I mean, I think that God, Jaron Bowen is clearly, I mean, he's in incredible form. He's, he's playing great and Brighton have a lot to play for. Their, their defense is good enough that he's not a Brighton's defense. That is that he's not a, a full on like, you know, top transfer target for this week. But I think that he yeah. is, um, you know, like if you want a free hit or something like that, I think he, yeah. he'd be a fun, fun player to have. He's basically an early transfer there for the 22, 23 season for me. Uh, so I, I'm booking a transfer early for next season. Not like 38. Um, it's like you're in a keeper league and you're just bringing him in so that you can have him, you know, yep, for this exactly. start of next season. Yeah. Um, do we have like a crazy punt for this one? Like a full on punt for this match? Well, it's like, I feel like the craziest punt would have to be on the Brighton side. So I'll sort of like dial it down just a little bit. Antonio might be the one just considering uh, and, and like just taking the season as a whole, that might not seem like the craziest punt, but nobody's had Antonio on their team in forever. Uh, he had his opportunities nope. against Man City. I think he might want an opportunity to make up for that uh, missed chip shot over Ederson that could have sealed the victory for West Ham. So against against Brighton, maybe he he uh, rectifies it. I think there's a chance. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, I, I, I saw like there's some commentary about that chip, like how he blew it, but it's like, he was like at full sprint and he kind of had to chip it. It was like the only way he's going to score that goal. Right. Cause oh, he could have, I think close, he could have circled you know? Ederson much like Bowen did, uh, earlier in the match. Mm, uh, cause yeah, Ederson yeah. had kind of come out of his area to a degree, but you know, whatever, uh, it's, it's in the moment. I'm sure it's, it's quite difficult to be Mikel Antonio. Uh, but I, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's a wild, he is a wild punt for 38. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, let's throw Michael Dawson in there too. Michael like gets his head on every Craig I, Dawson. His knack, or Craig Dawson, excuse me. Not Michael Dawson's guy. That's an old Spurs defender. Wow, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, Craig Dawson. Uh, Craig Dawson's ability to put his head on every corner kick is incredible. Right? It's just like every yeah. corner kick. He does something. He scores every time, but it's like every time. I'm like, how is he unmarked on this corner kick? It's like he's always he's always getting a he's getting head Dawson. He's just a very smart, savvy player. Yeah, it's 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 fun. He's, he's he's a fun, easy player to root for. Um, all right, let's get to Burnley Newcastle. Proper stakes here. I am in a weird situation right now where I 
have two Burnley players. I mean, kind of talk about like where your season like goes at the ride, uh-huh. right? It's just like, how do I end up with two, two players from Burnley in my, in my squad down the stretch here? I have, so I have, I have Pope who of course I'm going to start because they're hosting Newcastle and Newcastle really are also kind of nothing to play for. Um, especially, you know, it's, it's actually, it's similar to Brighton where I feel like if Newcastle beat Arsenal tomorrow, then it's kind of like, that's their, that's their big win to end the season. Right. Yeah. And then kind of who cares about the, the Burnley match. So I think, you know, uh, right now I have Veghorst on my bench. I am not starting him. I have really uh, kind of given up on Veghorst, even though I think this is a good fixture. Um, he is not a player who, and in fact, I might even spend a transfer dropping him for uh, my boy, Ivan Tony, who I, I might, I might actually try to back up my, my rhetoric here, Brad, and actually just, and just buy <laughs> uh-huh. in to Ivan Tony. It's about Complete time. the circle. You know, I, I was, I was, yeah. I was in on him and game week one, you and I kept the faith probably longer than uh-huh. we should have. He was great once everybody dropped him, and now I'm ready to uh, reward him one final week. Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess Veghorst might be the punt here then, because I, I like Burnley for like a 1-0 here. Nick Pope is probably the safest option. I think a clean sheet is pretty good with Burnley at home and everything to play for. So Veghorst being dropped, <clears throat> it would seem for tactical reasons uh, on on Sunday against uh against right. spurs he's not very so, good yeah <laughs> that, that is that is the problem um but yeah i it just doesn't feel like a match where you can hope that newcastle is going to get much out of it fantasy wise i don't think so either i mean I, I it's just like again it's it's when you talk about like the you know I, I, again i i don't i get that we live in the era of advanced stats and and, and this like narrative stuff isn't quite as like potent as it used to be but i think for gaming 38 the narrative stuff really is very relevant still. And I think that in the case of Newcastle, there's just, there's really nothing for them to play for, you know? I mean, they're, they really, they, they, they turned it around. They're going to finish mid table. It's, it's fine. And, you know, so I, I think that they're, they're a complete avoid, even though Burnley is not good at all. And, um, yeah. but I thought, you know, they quit themselves reasonably well today. So I think as far as like, yeah, I think Vegkors is a total punt. I think there's really no real fantasy targets for 38, even on a free hit, I wouldn't recommend anybody from either either team in this match yeah all right so chelsea watford if chelsea get a point midweek before we go into 38 then they're they've secured champions league football uh and and they're they're set they're they're golden they've got a good enough goal difference over spurs if it all goes spurs way uh so then it's just going to be a a dead rubber between them and relegated watford uh but i mean it how much of a party is it going to be at Stanford Bridge, given all that Chelsea supporters have been through this season? And they can't be all that wide-eyed and excited for next season, um, despite new management coming in. So, um, I mean, I don't know if it's just going to be a total goal fest for them against Watford. Or maybe they just want to take out, they want to batter Watford and take out a bunch of aggression uh, on how weird this season has been for them. It's, it is weird. Right. And I, I, yeah, I thought about, um, and you know, maybe it's, it's, it's unfair to them because it's not like necessarily a spot where they need to sure things up. But, you know, you look at, uh, Romelu Lukaku and Luis Diaz, you know, out on the pitch, uh, in that FA cup final uh-huh. and just how just like Diaz, it looks like the future of the premier league. Right. It's just like, it feels like he's going to be like just an awesome player for the next half a decade, you know, at least. And, and then Lukaku just feels like this kind of old school dude who just doesn't really 
fit anymore. You know what I mean? It's just like uh-huh. a, it's just like a street. It's like it's strange that he's there. It's like he's at, it's like he stayed too long at the party or something. You know, and it's just like right. and it, yeah. But I felt like they were really, but they just they just can't score right now. You know, and so it's just, it's just like a weird thing. I mean, they they come in these like little moments and just like it's not. They just can't consistently find anything with with any combination of players up front, and so I think that that does hurt them. Obviously, even in a, even in a match like home to Watford, and uh, they've had a weird thing where they've actually kind of slipped in the banana peel. I feel like a few times with some of these relegation level teams, right? I mean, obviously yeah. they you know losing to Burnley um, in you know whatever it was twenty weeks ago, and um, yeah, so I, I feel like um, I mean I have two Chelsea defenders. Uh, I'm planning to start both of them for this one. Um, but you know, they were really up for it for that FA Cup final. And so I'm not really sure what we're going to see from them. I think the fact that, like you said, they have to at least really just like ideally just win one match. Right. If not, you know, just, yeah. if not, just get a point, um, that at least gives them something to play for. And I think that does, that does power them through. I mean, you know, ultimately probably, they probably won't have anything to play for, uh, assuming that they yeah. beat Leicester, uh, on Thursday. Although honestly, who knows? I don't know if they're going to beat Leicester or not. It's, it's kind of hard to say, but let's assume that they, yeah. that they do then maybe, yeah. If, okay. Let's say this, then let's, let's play this out. If, if Chelsea and neither of us are, are full on Chelsea supporters here. So, you know, somebody can chime Far in from on, it. on social media or the slack, if you have any strong opinions here, but let's say that they beat, um, they beat Leicester on, on Thursday. And, you know, they go into uh, this Sunday with absolutely nothing to play for, no stakes at all. You know, who is the Chelsea player who gets a start, like the rando Chelsea player that gets a start on Sunday with with nothing to play for? Is it like, you know, does is is it? Uh, I don't know. Like I was starting, maybe, you know, Ruben Loftus Cheek, but he's not like a great fantasy asset. He's actually been getting some starts recently. Well, Mason Mount's the guy, so yeah, I, th- I think it's him. Uh, but then between the other guys who are Lukaku, no, uh, Timo Werner hasn't been starting. Havertz is out of favor as well. Uh, so I, it, it's, it's all the defense for me, fantasy wise. I think Reese James is even like, a he's on the, he's on the, uh, outer reaches of captaincy punts, I think for game week 37 or 38. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I just, I guess I still worry that like they're going to some random, you know, I don't even really know. Uh, I, I guess that they don't have enough like defensive depth really at the moment that they could bring in other players, but you know, I, I could see like a, like a Ziyech getting a start. Um, uh-huh. You know, maybe it's like shop window season, you know, like you uh-huh. put somebody, you give somebody a start to see if they can get a hat trick and you can boost their <laughs> sell on value this summer by sure. 10 million. You know, sure. he probably falls in that category. Pul- I, 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 I'm Pulisic. I don't even know what to think about him anymore. I mean, I, as an American, I'm, I'm of course I root for him at all times, but like, I don't know if his future's at Chelsea or not. And I mean, it's, that's not really necessarily a conversation for this week's pod, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, do you think he, okay, here's just a question for you. Do you uh-huh. think that, that Pulisic is on Chelsea's squad? going into next fall is he still a chelsea player going into the fall i think so i don't know what a better option for pulisic is he he uh it it looks sure that he'd have champions league football i think that's really important to him as the flag bearer for the u.s men's team uh so like even if he could fit into say like a new manchester united setup it feels like that would be a bad for the brand identity of pulisic so it's like one of those like does he stay does he stay on a team where he doesn't have a place so that it looks better for his brand versus going to a team where maybe he'll get more minutes and have yeah. more of an impact. Manchester United would be the what it 
feels from my perspective like that would be a great fit. Like yeah. he, he really he would really fit well there. But yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, there there we we've seen a. a I just saw something today that there was like, like Conte is uh, apparently one of the players that that uh, Ten Hag really wants to bring in uh, for Manchester United. And I thought that was kind of interesting. It's just like it's so strange. It's like it, it's you know it's kind of exactly what happened with Matic a few seasons ago. And it's like what is up with Manchester United bringing in thirty five year olds defensive midfielders from Chelsea. Like it just feels like a strange, you know, move, but maybe he's, you know, I guess he's just such a, like, he's just quality. I don't know. Like there's something like he's solid. It's kind of like a, uh, like Pep's love of, um, Fernandinho, you know, where it's just like, sure. Like you should always have one 35 year old guy. Who's just <laughs> brilliant, you know, <laughs> like to motivate everybody. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. If you've got the, if you've got the money, all right. I feel like we've got two more fixtures to go before things, really start to amp up for 38. So mm-hmm. let's let's power through these these next two fixtures. Okay, so we got Palace Man United. I think this is a fun match for Zaha. If you brought in Zaha this week, I think that he is a fun player to have for this match. I think that uh this I mean Man United really did really have again not a lot to play for. I mean, I suppose they want to maybe avoid the Europa Conference League. That that's that's their biggest stakes, but I mean half these guys aren't going to be around next season. Like, mm-hmm. what do they care? You know? And so I, I'm not sure, you know, how high the stakes really are for, for the players. And, right. you know, I mean, really just announcing that they're, you know, announcing Ten Hag in March feels like that was just like d- an absolute disaster in terms of their form down the stretch here. Right. I mean, it's just like they, yeah. it's, it's gotta be hard to play for a manager when it's just like, you know, it's just, he's just, he's gone or at least he's not, he's not leading you next year at least. I think you can overstate that Manchester United were poor to begin with, even, you know, regardless of sure. that announcement. Yeah. So I don't think the narrative changes one way or another. I think that was more important for the fan base to make that announcement to be like, hey, guys, it looks like a disaster right now, but um, please stand by. Yeah, uh, it's like put it putting up those like um, boards true. where there's a bunch of construction saying like good things coming soon. Uh, bear with us. Uh, bear uh, yeah. while we while okay. we're have, uh, having noisy drilling and whatnot. Okay. All right. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah. It's all for Palace here, though. I think uh, playing at Selhurst Park uh, against a a beleaguered Manchester United, Zaha uh, will surely relish playing against his old club, where he never quite fits. And Palace are great. They've had a great season. They want to cap it off, similar to what we were saying about. Brentford. So, I, you know, you brought in Zaha for 37, Josh. Uh, Got to be pretty feeling pretty good about his chances here in 38. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of reminded today when I brought him in why I don't like love to have him. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like it's like a mid table player. It's like, you know, like sometimes he'll have a good match. It's just like it's not it's just like not very fun, you know, uh, yeah. and it's just like he didn't really do much today. Uh, but yeah, but I think that at home uh, against Metro, I think that the stakes will be a lot higher. I think. Um, you know, we talk about the golden boot. It is not completely out of the question. I, I was shocked when they, when they showed the golden boot, uh, tallies you had, uh, uh, yes. Uh, you know, Salah with 21 son with 20 and Ronaldo has 18, which is, it is not inconceivable that he could score three or four goals. And, and I mean, it's not, it's not likely, but it's not inconceivable mm-hmm. that he scores, you know, a handful of goals in this palace game and actually wins the golden boot. I also did not realize he got up to 19 goals. Like, I don't know when that happened. Or 18, well, he scored like a couple of hat tricks just recently. So I think that that played into it uh, and, and helped boost those pad, those stats. So yeah, it's just going to be a, it's going to be a shootout between Ronaldo and Zaha. 
so as far as transfers go, if you wanted to be crazy, like if you if you decided you were just gonna you were gonna free hit in thirty eight and you still have it left, I think you could actually give some real serious consideration to Ronaldo. As as crazy as that seems, again, this is not something I would do if I was in first place, but if I was looking to make up thirty five points, like he's got something to play for, right? And that's yeah. kind of the whole point of this pod is like, who can you find? Who can you identify that has something to play for? And you know that, I mean, this guy is like obsessed with his records, right? He's obsessed with, 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 you know, all of these goals. And I think that, you know, we really could see him just kind of come out there at least in the first half, right? And just try to like, just rack up as many goals as he can. You know, Palace have defended reasonably well this season. So it's, it's not going to be like a, a likely scenario, but again, we're just looking for like, some solid, like full-on punts here. And I think that's definitely where Ronaldo fits. All right, cool. Uh, I think that that's a wrap on uh, Palace Manchester United. Let's take a quick break, Josh. Come back, and we'll talk about the final four fixtures. And boy, there are some uh, doozies here left to talk about for thirty-eight. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, we're back. Four matches left to go. And obviously we've saved the biggest one uh, for next. You know, this is the one that uh, we're all waiting to talk about. We should actually probably do a separate pod of it, you know, so let's maybe yeah. we'll do that, you know, down the line. But it's uh, it's Lester hosting Southampton. Um, and I think <laughs> Lester are back, Josh. They're back. <laughs> It's so annoying. Where were you guys like a month ago when I when I was like banking when I, I yeah. needed Lester to be good and uh, it did, did not happen at all. So um, yeah, like it's a real lesson about um, like being really cautious of those of those teams that are in Europe, you know. And uh, it's I mean, obviously people even saw it with um, you know with with although I, I actually was going to say Man City they didn't really Liverpool actually more than Man City I feel like you saw the the heavy rotation this this spring right right Salah getting two Premier yeah. League rests you know yeah but but here we are Leicester playing at the King Power Southampton topping the on the beach rankings presently um was was the match in thirty seven uh at least at least the first match against Watford. Was that the match? Uh, do you feel like there are any more points to be rung out of Jamie Vardy this season? Are there any more points to be rung out of Jamie Vardy this season? Um, he's just back. He's just back from injury. Yeah. He's yeah. he's obviously got uh, got much to give. Um, but yeah. it, it, you know the the question the 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 question that I always want to ask in situations like this is: uh, Are you yeah. chasing last week's points? Though I think. Yeah. Vardy was clearly um, like appropriately identified as as a great asset yeah. going into thirty seven. Why not? 
uh, last home fixture of the season and he's back and he's healthy. And, and, and the takeaway uh, from the Watford match was Watford are bad. Uh, We knew that. Uh, But also when Lester, when all of the components are there for Lester, specifically Tielemans, Madison, Vardy, Barnes, uh, they like to play together. So kind of, I feel like this is a, probably your differential match. And I've talked myself into, it's not too late to go for a Lester asset for 38. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I do, I do wonder if the whole Wagatha Christie thing is, is a factor here as well, you know, and okay. the, uh, all the stuff with, with Colleen Rudy. I mean that, you know, when that stuff broke the first time around, I remember Vardy was like, on absolute fire in the premier league uh, after the, after that stuff happened. And so the fact that trial is going on right now, I don't know if it's a total coincidence. Obviously he's been injured and he came back, but it just seemed like he's like back on fire. I wish the one thing I wish we knew was if he's for sure coming back next season, because if this was like mm-hmm. a, I, I, I don't think it will be because I think they would have made more fanfare around it. It would have been like an Aguero level fanfare, but oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he, he will be back, but if that, if, you know, if for some reason it were his last match of the King power, then we'd be in like take a minus twelve to get this guy in a captain because <laughs> um, whatever his last whatever his final match is at the King Power he's going to score five goals like that's just a guarantee yeah um, that's just oh yeah he is yeah I very much agree I think he is the main man uh, it's more so than Madison more so than Barnes uh, I think and and we have I think everybody everybody out there has a forward spot that they they could definitely uh, replace. Even if it's, even if it's Richarlison, um, mm-hmm. I might look to Bird four and turn Richarlison into Vardy going into thirty eight. Yeah, uh, Veghorst to Vardy. I mean, I don't have the money to do that straight up, but like that could mm-hmm. be like you know on a minus four. I think I, I like that too. Uh, actually, I might. Uh, how much? I've got four point one in the bank. How much is Vardy? I feel like he's stupid expensive though. I feel like that's really the problem. Yeah, he's ten. Oh, you know what? I I have just enough. I could do Veghorst to Vardy straight up. If Should he do doesn't it now. drop, if he does, yeah, I know if he doesn't drop in p- price and Vardy, Vardy is going to go up in price, isn't he? I should do that now. I might, I might, I might do that. He's not going to get injured, right? What, what I could possibly go wrong with a thirty-six-year-old forward who still has a match to play this no. week. No, um, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Um, so I, I think you're right. I think yeah, it's it's basically all about Leicester, Southampton are are functionally. Um, irrelevant uh, for the rest of this, as they have been the last, uh, you know, half dozen weeks. I mean, no offense to South Andrew supporters, but they just, you know, from an FPL perspective, just been, there has not been a lot to, they almost dipped into the relegation conversation. That was like, there was some, they like, you right. know, there were a couple points away from, from, from being down there. And so, um, yeah, I think as far as like total, total punts go, I think Jamie Vardy is more just like a sensible possible transfer. I think the punt on Lester maybe would be a, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was going to say a defender. I don't know which one you'd pick, you know, but maybe, maybe a Lester defender would be, would be an option here. Like, you know, pick your, pick your poison, you know, find some. Uh, yeah, find okay. Some. That doesn't, that doesn't fill me with great joy, Josh, but, but I hear you. Yeah. Uh, We're I, in punty. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is the punt. This is punt land. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, like, I mean, like Castagna's a fun player. He's only 5.3 million. He's not a terrible you know, he's, he's a fun punt. So, all right, let's move on to the, to the big three though, Brandon, uh, we spent more time on Liverpool, uh-huh. Leicester Southampton than my sarcasm would have led you to believe, <laughs> uh, Liverpool host wolves. 
somewhat hard yeah. to assess this match because Liverpool haven't played yet this game week. They yeah. uh, obviously won the FA Cup. And I, I was really, uh, when when West Ham were up, I was really wondering if, if Klopp was going to regret kind of easing off the Premier League a little bit last week. I mean, just resting Salah, I may possibly dropping him for form, but resting Rabo and ultimately that was just a kind of hard fought two one, you know, and I was thinking, man, like goal difference might end up being a factor here. Like they might've needed to kind of pour it on the way that, that Man City did at Wolves, you know? And, yeah. um, so I, but you know, in the end it, it's, it's actually not going to matter. We're not going to have a goal difference race. It's just going to be, you know, can they win their last two and can, can, you know, yeah. Man City drop two points. Right. Who can get more points? So the question for fantasy managers is who's going to play. This is, as you suggest, a tough one to answer um, with so much, you know, relative time between now and then and the Southampton yeah. match to play. Will Sala be fit? Uh, will Robertson, it, the prognosis for him is he's just suffering from cramp. So I think he he should be fit for 38. But then they've got the the Champions League final to think about. I think... Sala definitely pops his head up for game week 38 um, just to have maybe his last say in the golden boot race. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would predict Sala would not risk further injury ahead of the champions league final just for the golden boot uh, trophy. It, it, it's I, the I don't premier league title though too. Right. I mean, they, it's not like, I mean, you know, for Villa just need to take a point off Man City, right? Yeah. So it's not, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you like map this out, it's, it's not like that's a 0% possibility, right? I mean, just taking a point, like, you know, a couple defensive yeah. slip-ups, obviously they're going to be down, um, you know, a couple of starters already, right? So, you know, Danny Ings has a great match, right? And they score two goals and... You know, maybe they maybe it's like it's a tough two one Man City win, and then Villa equalize late, right? Like not like a totally insane thing to happen. Yeah. I, I I I would say it's functionally zero percent chance that Villa win that match, but I would get them at mm-hmm. least like a fifteen percent chance of drawing. You know, mm-hmm. um, or ten to fifteen somewhere in that range, and so that's not nothing, right? I mean, that is that is like a whatever. That's like a how, what is that like one and one and eight, right? I mean, so like there's like there is like a <laughs> yeah. world where we see Liverpool win the title on Sunday for sure. It would be interesting, very much so. Uh, Jota going up against his old team in Wolves uh, at Anfield. I mean, the preferred starting front three seem to be Diaz, Mane, and Salah. And if the title is indeed on the line, you'd think that's the front three that plays. Uh, and yeah. And so Jota just doesn't yeah. feel like a the great greatest pick to me for thirty eight. I think it's hard to say uh, w- without knowing uh, how um, how Liverpool line up uh, on Tuesday, uh, because if Mane gets a rest, which I don't think is impossible, right? Like I do think they could beat Southampton without, although without without Salah, maybe that it's it, it's hard to say. It's just really hard to say what, we're, what, what kind of lineup we're going to see. And so I, I, I feel like I, we almost kind of have to punt on the Liverpool thing a little bit, right? Because yeah. um, it's like it's almost just like target the like if, if Mane gets a rest right for the first sixty-seven minutes um, and on Tuesday's match and comes on late, I think that Sadio Mane is absolutely one of the best captain picks for game week thirty-eight up there with my beloved Ivan Tony, Brandon. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but you've, you've got Sun, KDB, uh, Tony. And and then I think I think Mane um, is is has to be right. right up there at the top as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. 
Man City is, uh, even though they don't have a match to play between now and game week 38, <laughs> perhaps even harder to predict starting 11 going up against Aston Villa. Um, I don't know if say like, okay, here's a theoretical for Man City in game week 38. You're on a free hit. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of people coming to the Black Horse in Brooklyn for 38 who are intending to free hit as a lark for fun. How does everyone uh, have, have a free hit? <laughs> everyone went into the final three weeks with like two chips. I don't know how this happened. Like I, you and I were like chipped out so early this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a single man city player on a free hit for game week 38? Oh yeah. I think I've got KDB a hundred percent. Um, and outside of him, I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, I feel like Kinsella, you probably don't. Because on a free hit, you do have to spread the money around. I think that KDB, I mean, KDB would be close to the first name on a, on my free hit team. I think that, um, yeah. and he, he'd be kind of the only one. I mean, the rest of it's like Foden, Jesus, like uh, it should start, you know. What is Pep's best 11? Like, I'm not, that, that is like not clear to me, right? You know, it's like, does Raheem Sterling fit into that? I don't really know. It's just like, it's really hard to say. I don't think he does anymore. Like Grealish, got, you know, it's, it's just like it's a weird, this is like a, kind of the nature of Pep, I suppose. But um, yeah, so I feel like it would just be KDB. I think I would avoid the defenders. I think I'm with you there. Um, I mean, what about in Villa? Are you, um, you know, I mean, I'm planning to either drop or bench Coutinho. He will certainly not be starting for me in, in 38. Yeah, I think uh, Coutinho is gone uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, to be moved to to somebody else for 38. A, yeah, I don't like Villa's chances at all. Yeah. Yeah, what a waste he's been of a transfer, you know? Like, did nothing for me. It's never since I brought him in. Just a total waste. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, congrats, though. Signs the big new uh, extension, you know? So You got paid. Yeah, he got paid. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know. I, I know he's not necessarily, like, he's brought in for his goal scoring, but still, from a fantasy perspective, he's, like, not a player I would probably ever touch again going into mm-hmm. future seasons. Um, just to mercurial as he used to be with Liverpool. I mean, it wasn't like he was a great asset for Liverpool either, right? He was kind of a often an avoid yeah. for that team. Gonna um, be an issue when a lot of your goals come from outside the box, and that was his mo at Liverpool. For a full-on punt for thirty-eight, uh, let's go with your boy and mine, Riyad Mahrez. Love a love yeah. a Mahrez punt, Brandon. The three true outcome yeah. player that he is: uh-huh. zero points, one point, or eighteen points. And when you're in the <laughs> when you're in the uh, punt territory, you want someone who could get you eighteen points. And that's certainly where he's he's he probably he's either going to play or not play, right? Like that, like he's either going to he's going to start yeah. and get like three goals, or he's just not going to play at all, right? He's just a total he got goal. he got three points the hard way against West Ham by having a penalty saved. Um, uh, he he definitely gets inducted into the Hall of Fame of least confident penalty takers the Premier League has seen in the last decade. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he took that terrible one in a Liverpool Manchester United yes. match. I think that was Tried that. It. Were you and I in London for that one? I think we were. We were. Yeah, yep. yeah. By the way, that is uh, the cheaters are coming to the UK this fall. Really excited about uh, about restarting uh, the UK trips again. So uh, more news to come. On that front, dropping a little bomb an hour into the podcast, Brian, but looking forward to that. Um, and then that leaves us with Norwich Spurs. We talked about Sun already. I think the Harold, uh-huh. Harry, Harold, Harold, Harry Kane. How about this? Harry Kane in a free hit? You free hit and carry Kane into your squad? 100%. Yeah, I think I'll be captaining. I'll have Sun and Kane. I think I'm going to captain Kane. 
It seems like fun. I think he's going to be pretty, his ownership's not going to be crazy, and his captaincy should be pretty low too. So that seems like a fun pick for 38. It would be the most Harry Kane thing of all time for him to just go absolutely insane to beat Sun for the golden boot in the final match. So Kane is on 16 goals, <laughs> Sun's close. on 21. Uh, you know, he, it's, you re, we all remember when he he lobbied to get that goal taken off of Christian Eriksen so yeah. that he could add it to his points tally. Yeah. You know, we talk often about how goal hungry Mo Salah is. Kane is 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 equally nutty when it comes to that. So I I don't think he's going to opt to. I, I'm sure he's obviously got a great relationship with Son. He wants to see him succeed, but I don't think he's going to fully take a back seat to the Hungman Son show. I, I don't think so either. I feel like, by the way, I got some of the numbers wrong uh, earlier on when I was talking. I was, just, I was doing off the cuff, which is always a great way to relay uh, data uh, on a podcast, Brandon. But for the record, uh, Sal is on 22 goals. Son is on 21. Ronaldo's on 18. So Ronaldo would have to score four goals to equal <laughs> equal Salah. So not out of the question, but a little harder than a hat trick. Um, but yeah, that it actually would be amazing if Ronaldo and Kane finished one and two in the Golden Boot race once... Once game week 38 was over. Can you really put it past either one though? Like I think you're right. I mean, it's like the, and like, I mean, son, you know, right there for the golden boot and they're playing Burnley and who's taking that pen. Of course it is not son. It is, that is Harry Kane no. taking that pen. I think so. So I, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting battle uh, in the fantasy battlefield uh, between son captainers, Kane havers, Kane, not havers. Yeah. It, Son, he he was when he was subbed off uh, last game week. When was it the was it the Liverpool match where he he came off and he was kind of like crying on the bench because he didn't want to come off or he had blown some chance and you could you yeah. can kind of see that the golden boot the idea of the golden boot is really seeped into Son's mind yeah. and he will really desire it. So I. I, I definitely could be convinced to that that son is just so obvious a captaincy pick for thirty eight that I, I just have to do it. I don't think you have to. I mean, he was in a non double game week. He was far and away the best captain pick, uh, you know, for thirty seven in my opinion, and and he blanked. So I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I I like the Kane pick. I mean, you're right. Like you could actually see if they're up four nil on Leicester and there's a there's a pen. Kane probably is given the, is given, you know, like at that point he's probably doing yeah. it, but, uh, but you know, if it's nil nil, he's not going to, I guarantee you that, especially with the champions league still at play. I mean, yeah. and that's obviously why he didn't do it today. I mean, I, you know, I was joking earlier about it, but he, he shouldn't have given it to son, right? You can't, right. you can't put an individual, um, individual stat above, above trying to qualify for the champions league, obviously. Right. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, let, let's see what, let's see how things shake out. I mean, let's see what happens with Arsenal and Newcastle tomorrow too. I mean, it could really change the story, but I think for, um, I've got a, you know, for a punt, I mean, I think the, the transfers are obvious. I think Kane and son and even probably Kulisevsky, you know, Kulisevsky, uh, you know, mm-hmm. now that he's been rested, I, I can't imagine he doesn't start in that match too. And that, it could be, you know, a low key, huge match for him. Um, I think that those are all, really good options for, um, for 38. And then I think, you know, how about Sessegnon as a punt? I mean, I haven't like necessarily been singing his praises, but you know, he's got two assists and you can see them, you know, he's kind of doing his best to, to to own that left wing back role. I agree. I think he's grown into the position the last couple of weeks, uh, really, really well. Whereas he, he kind of, uh, was 
really finding his footing after the Doherty injury. So I am fine with that punt. See, how much is Sessegnon right now? Let's see if I pull this up. Is he under five mil? He must be God, like God, exactly God. five mil. Uh, Sessegnon is 4.3. Oh, my God. Okay, so there it <laughs> there is. There you go. Yeah. Great free hit. So, yeah, that, that's there. a definite free hit pick right there. I think that frees up a lot of cash and is also a, a good um, a good player to have for 38. Yeah, Vardy, Vardy or KDB enabler, Mane yeah. enabler as well. All right, Brennan, that's Game Week 38. Really looking forward to Sunday. It's always fun and, and chaotic, and it's always fun to do that. The, the pod that we always do that evening where we kind of sit through the wreckage, you know, yeah. list off the always cheating the the Super League top ten, which we kind of haven't really been able to do because it's uh, all these double game weeks, it's just made it kind of like and it never made sense to do it, you know, because it's yeah. going to change so much three days later. But uh, you know, read that off. Uh, oh, you know, announce our our Patreon winners, uh, announce the the winner of our um, our second half league, and you know, just lots of lots of fun stuff to talk about. And we'll we'll look ahead to next season as well. And uh, you know, if this is the last time you're listening, I can kind of under you know, I know that you know the the Season recap is not for everyone, Brandon. You know, like if you if you lost your league on the last day, you're maybe not listening to that FPL season recap. I do get that. So if this is the last uh-huh. time you are listening this season, thank you to everybody who who's yeah. listened to the pod. I mean, it's been a really, um, you know, we kind of thought some of the craziness of the last of 2020 was behind us, and and it really kind of came back in 2021 and uh, really impacted. In some ways, this season was more impacted um, than than the season before, and so. Uh, I don't know that I was always at my best this year. Um, got, I got uh-huh. really frustrated by, by the changes to the game. Uh, but, you know, I think the next season, I'm, you know, I think it's a, it's a full reset for everybody. And I think it's yeah. going to be, um, it should be a little more normal. I mean, you have this World Cup breaking things up. But I think yeah. that um, in general, we're going to have like, normal football back i really feel the theme of next season josh is going to be tabula rasa colon for real this time (laughs) yeah exactly we're gonna keep working it's like mffa you know make fantasy fun again is aspirational it is not necessarily the way that we live we want to get there um so yeah but thank you to everybody i don't know if you have any final thoughts you want to add no i i do yeah we'll we'll shout out the patreon once again patreon.com slash always cheating is a great way to say thanks but um, just pressing play on the podcast every week or any time this season is a is a huge um, compliment to us, and we really appreciate it. And I look forward to taking some time off and coming back strong for next season. Before we do, we have to thank the the elite supporters of this pod, Josh, the producer patrons, uh, and their names are Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell. Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, The Big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forbrick, Skogang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostall, Anton Markov at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, Shiv Majoria, Rom Frosk, uh, George Kinney, I think I missed him. AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus, you know, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Poxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, Belger, Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and Bob Fox. Another shout out to Paul Parsons, who came out to uh, Smithfield Hall in New York today. Great to see you, Paul. That's it, Josh. Do you feel ready? Uh, for game week 38 
or completely ill-equipped. I feel ready. I'm looking forward to the matches this week. I mean, I'm sort of, I, I think I'm, I'm a little bit like you now where I kind of, I'm not winning the mini leagues, you know, and I'm just, I'm cruising into the, you know, I kind yeah. of know where I'm going to finish. It looks like it's going to be top 50K, which is great. But other than that, it's like, you know, so I'm just going to kind of try to, I'm going to try to enjoy myself and not take the results too seriously um, over the yeah. next few days. Just have some fun, especially on Sunday. Indeed. All right, y'all. Uh, Poku forever. That's what we say here at Always Cheating. See you, Josh. See you, Brandon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.